Well, hello out there. It's a Dry Heat listeners. We're back at it again. Um, Megan McGowan here, sadly without Jenna. She's currently celebrating her dad's birthday. Um, today, though, we are very lucky because we have one of her friends, and now a new friend for me, um, Amber Moss. Hi, how's it going, Megan? Yeah, things have been crazy. I, we met like two weeks ago, and then basically I convinced you to do this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, Jenna said she wanted to interview me, and I, I just thought, I'm not interesting. Um, <laughs> so I had asked Megan, let's just meet and see if I'm even worth your time. Um, but she said, yeah, absolutely. So here we are. No, you definitely are. You had some really interesting things that you've done in your career. Do you want to just share some of the things you've done? Oh, my gosh. Um, what haven't I done, right. especially since coming to Vegas? Um I feel like uh, my career is living life and whatever uh, entertaining income I can find along the way, then that's what I do. Um, I have been a burlesque dancer and a clown for Mayweather and (laughs) I have worn a morph suit and hula hooped on the strip and um, I've been a street performer and a chocolate pudding wrestler. Wow, I have a lot of questions about all of those things. Oh my goodness. Wow, where to start? So burlesque dancing. I know that, that your your background is in dance. Right. So where did you go to school? Um, I went to George Mason University, got my BFA in dance. Nice. Fancy. Nice, nice. Any specific area of dance? Uh, modern, for the most part, yeah. Nice. I know, that's one thing we talked about, was like, you're trying to get back into it. Because actually, the reason Jenna knows you is that you were a drama teacher. Right, yeah. yeah. I have done a lot of theater in my life as well. Um, a few short films and some commercials. So, yeah. I've, a ton of theater. So, I felt uh, able to teach these middle schoolers about the stage. Yeah, that sounds really fun, but I'm sure it was still a struggle. Because knowing our students, nothing is. If you get forced into an elective, I'm sure they're not the easiest. Well, you know, this is my first year teaching at all. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've taught dance for many years, um, but that's kids who choose to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my first time teaching in a public school setting, and um, I just signed up to be a sub, and the teacher from the school left. So I ended up teaching the entire year, which was a huge yeah. learning experience for me, just to get thrown yeah. in. And... Um, I had 42 kids in one class, wow. so that was a challenge, yeah. but I, I really enjoyed it. I think they learned. I think I learned. It was great. Nice. So, okay, so burlesque dancing, where did you do that? Uh, when I first moved out, I actually did a show called I Candy Burlesque at Tropicana. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, and it was funny because my husband and I drove out here with no jobs, yeah. like no game plan, just, we're going to do this. That's crazy. <laughs> and um, I found an opportunity to learn to deal blackjack for free. Oh. Yeah, they were they were hiring sexy young women to learn to deal blackjack for free <laughs> in party pits, right? Oh. So uh, they hired me and asked me, or I asked them if I could have one day before I started because I had an audition. So I went to uh, the I Candy Burlesque audition, and I think I did really well. You know, I got a good response, but I realized I was the only person there that wasn't showing my stomach. Mm. Every, they said to d- dress burlesque, so everyone had on bras and panties, and I have on a corset and full-length gloves and a <laughs> super yeah. old school. Uh, I think that's why I didn't get hired. Um, but as I went back to the dealer school, and I trained and I learned, my first assignment was at the Tropicana, where the show was opening. Mm. 
Um, and they costumed us for the party pit. And as I was trying on my costume, uh, the director of the show came in and saw me and she said, oh my God, you have a six pack. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess you didn't see that last time. Right. And then she looks at my chest and she goes, oh my God, are those yours? Because <laughs> apparently like real tits are a commodity here. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so I said, yeah, natural 34 double D. And um, <laughs> I got a phone call the next day that she wanted me to be in the show. Oh my my gosh so it is sort of just like right place right time and i guess yeah half naked is helpful yeah less clothes yeah. more work more jobs yeah that's yeah, yeah that's interesting how has that been because i know you now you're a trained dancer so right. that's gotta be sort of yeah what do people say uh, it's a change of pace man yeah. i'll be i'll be honest i came out here hoping to be this great artistic dancer but that's just not vegas mm-hmm. it's entertainment and it's sex yeah. and you have to learn to adapt and I, I mean i'll be honest i went through like a, a pretty decent phase of depression because of it and mm-hmm. i gained some weight and hated myself and slowly digging my way out yeah well no i think that's part of it is just like this town is so super like official and yeah you start to think maybe you have to change to like fit and i guess maybe sometimes we do you do and i have crazy curly hair just like carrot top but brunette and like if you you can't see her but she's beautiful everyone like that's i mean she's being hard on herself but thank you thank you (laughs) vegas is not a fan of the uh of the the curls so yeah like if you look at all different than that kind of like barbie doll blonde long yeah yeah big boobs all that yeah well i got i got part of that yeah (laughs) but i think also we like different so for as much as i'm sure you can find like interesting jobs absolutely you mentioned so did you do the pudding wrestling here i did is that a well-paying job what's that like it's phenomenal. I miss it so much. Really? Yeah. I was super scared to do it. I was like, I'm not a wrestler. But, I mean, it's really, it's a blast. Interesting. So, wait. So, this is for, like, parties or, like, events? What would you be It doing? was at um, Treasure Island at Gillies. Oh, okay. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Country Western Bar. Yeah. And um, it was Wednesday nights, and they would just fill up with just lusty men, and we would just come out, and we would wow. parade around, and they would actually um, uh, place bids to be our towel boys. Really? Which was super fun. Um, Yeah, and you think, oh, yeah, I get to roll around in chocolate. You don't want to eat that chocolate. like It's like vag chocolate. It's no good. Yeah, like, is it even, like, real pudding? Yeah, no, it's real pudding. It's just... It's bats just, of pudding. Yeah, that. just you know, lady parts. Human bodies. Yeah, like, no. Did no you good. win often? Or I did. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it staged at all for like just in case someone gets hurt or? Oh, I'm gonna let you in. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. All right. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yes, it yeah. was. I liked to win anyway. I like to schedule myself to win because I liked that fake confidence. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the loser every time. But yeah, yeah that's, my uh, my wrestler name is Betty Rage. Betty Rage. I love that. How did you yeah. come up with that? Any reason? Um, I give kudos to my husband for that. Nice. Yeah. That was all him. He's super clever. And um, I, I got punched by a towboy once. What? Yeah. Accidentally? Or? Well, he got into a little tiff with our um, referee, who's oh. a big girl. I mean, she's tall and huge and strong and uh, not the kind of person you want to get in a tiff with. So I think she might have shoved him or something like that. And he swung back at her and missed Ooh. and clocked me. Oh, my God. <laughs> That isn't, that's really kind of dangerous. No, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was wondering, yeah, because I went to see uh, Freak Show Wrestling comes to town like every like five or, well, not even, it was like every three months for a while. Nice. Um, and that was mostly stage, but you could tell. Like yeah. they were doing a lot of like mocking and stuff, but, and I was still like, people can get pretty violently hurt. 
Yeah, we're throwing people around. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Yeah, so you named, like, a bunch of other positions. So you worked on the strip. What was that like? Just, like, on the side? Like, you were, like, in a suit of some kind? Oh, well, this one was actually a, a hired job. Oh. Um, it was promotions for uh, Caesar's company. And Ooh. there was just a bunch of us in these orange morph suits. And we were running around dancing and hula hooping and, like... Um, what are those ribbons called? Like on the little sticks? I know what you're talking about. Know. Sort of like ribbon the dancer. Ribbon, yeah, that, <laughs> that I think kind that's of like thing. a sport too, like the ribbon dancing. But oh yeah, like rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. yeah, so we're just doing all that kind of stuff out wow. on the street and orange morph. I mean, just like these crazy orange people running around. I love and it. Why not? Right? Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you've had some really cool jobs. Um, anything that you would say that was like your favorite, other than the pudding? You oh, miss yeah. the pudding. That's really good. I do miss that. Um, I mean, I like being in shows. I miss being in a show, and that's what I'm working towards right now. I'm really trying to lose that teacher weight (laughs) and, yeah, yeah, eat normal, healthy, good food and um, lift weights, which I never had to do. I was skinny most of my life. Because you've been dancing, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's been a challenge, but I'm actually finding I really enjoy it. That's what actually someone told me. It's like, it's not cardio. It's going to be strength training that you lose weight. And I was like, well, that is not how they tell us. <laughs> well, I prefer that. I hate cardio. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, if you're just dancing. Is there a lot of dance opportunities, like, in terms of, like, taking classes? Yeah. 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 There's a great studio. It's called The Rock. Ooh. Um, and I train there. I really like it there. And, um... Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of dance opportunities. I just got to get myself ready to go do them. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, yeah, it's like getting back and auditioning. Yeah, like yeah, pounding the pavement. Um, any any desire to go back to teaching? <laughs> I, I actually I am going to go back for oh, this new school you? year. Yeah. Oh wow! So we, yeah, for those of us out there that have already started school, um, we actually don't start until Monday, so that's kind of nice. Are you jumping joining us on Wednesday for all the back to school teacher stuff, or is it just sub subbing? Yeah, negatory. Okay. Just just subbing, and I'm not going to take a long term this year. Yeah, I remember men- you mentioned that. That that does seem like a lot of like you kind of yeah too much prep almost yeah like you don't get to have the other side of your life which is going to be auditioning and maybe hopefully dancing yeah i mean which is why i signed up to yeah. uh to stop because i wanted the flexibility of the schedule mm-hmm. that way you can kind of just get it when you need to yeah. that's one thing we've been yelling at jenna to do where she doesn't want anything to do maybe necessarily with teaching um let's see what else so you are from virginia right yeah. Okay, so what was that like? What was growing up compared to Vegas? Uh, super different. Yeah. Um, uh, the East Coast is very um, diverse, I suppose. I mean, Vegas is diverse, too, but, um, like, I went to one of the five most uh, ethnically diverse schools, um, awesome. which was really cool. Uh, there's a lot of arts yeah. on the East Coast. I miss... You know the Kennedy Center and the Smithsonian and the the Hirshhorn Art Museum and things like that. Um, local theater groups doing just amazing yeah. things. Dance companies. We don't have a ton of that out here. Um, Virginia was great. I spent most of my life there. Um, when I was fifteen, I spent three months in New York on my own. Um, I got a scholarship to the Alvin Ailey Summer Dance Program. Oh, I just saw them. They came to Vegas. Oh, they're uh, beautiful. They are. Always good. They're beautiful. So that three, three, three months in New York at 15 was an eye-opener to, you know, the world. It was really great. Mm. Um, my family, my house was always open to people. Uh, we hosted an Afghan family for a while. We had an Albanian family stay with us. We had um, Irish children through a program called Project Children uh, for, like, 60 years, I think, something. Wow. I mean, every summer. They were um, there. Wow. Yeah, they were there, and uh, we hosted uh, French choir students. That's 
Um, that was I remember being a kid, and it was the first time I'd seen a black French person, and I thought that was really exciting. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. So, what made your parents want to do that? You think? I I don't know what made them want to do that, but yeah. it put me in a like really cultural, diverse life that made me really accepting of all kinds of people. That's actually, yeah, I feel like more people should do that. Or I agree. Have to, I just be exposed <laughs> to that. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, and then you went to school. I agree with you, though, about culture. It's, yeah. It is something that I feel like you have to kind of hunt in Vegas a little bit. There's not, like, the same, like, kind of art museum, sort of, like, experimental theater experience. Well, there is some experimental theater. Right. And some of it's really bizarre here. Yeah. Like, not to knock it, you know what I mean? Art is art, but there is some yeah. super bizarre stuff yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, because I know you've been doing improv. I have. How's that going? Oh, my God, I love it so much. So it's so fun. freeing. Yeah. Just, like, it's the definition of freedom. You know, you don't think, you just do. And I love my team. I have an improv team That's called awesome. Weeby Fish. Weeby Fish, awesome. Where's the name come from? Um, from our one of our early classes together, um, I did a, a scene with a girl about an aquarium, and I am fish was like the first line that came out of the scene, nice. and we laughed so hard about it for weeks that we decided, you know what, we be fish, we are all fish, <laughs> and like it just kind of grew from there. Yeah, I like that sort of just like, it's an inside joke, like, oh basically. yeah, <laughs> that's what it means to be, yeah, you guys are so close, how many uh, people are on the team? There are six of us. Dang, and so what, is it diverse, like, so girls and guys, or is it all girls? We have two guys. Oh, wow, yeah. so you guys are a little different, it's usually like the two women and like four dudes, I feel like. <laughs> um, I just saw, you know, uh, the movie Don't Think Twice? Oh, I'm dying to see it. Yeah, I, I think you have to so we can talk about it but because I, I don't want to ruin it for you but I was surprised like, I'll basically just say that like if anyone gets a chance to see it it's not everywhere and it's not currently I think showing in Vegas or maybe it's maybe going to be yeah. but um, I saw it in Michigan with Jenna this past weekend and yeah Mike Birbiglia loved his comedy so much but it was so different than what you'd expect so if you get a chance we'll have to talk about it absolutely I'm looking forward to but seeing it but everyone else should go watch it too because gosh I love that comedian so much <laughs> um, so what else uh, oh you're going to do stand up yeah, I'm trying. That's so exciting. I'm trying. <laughs> when is your first gig? Are you saying, have you already had it? No, I haven't. Um, I was going to do it this past weekend, right. but I ended up going to LA for a hosting class with Marky nice. Costello, Ooh. which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, I finished my first like five minutes set, and I'm super excited Ooh. about it. So um, maybe this Sunday, hopefully. Sweet. Let me know because I can go. Yeah. And actually, everyone out there, where are you going to go up? I think I'm going to check out Boomers. Nice. Yeah, Boomers is a good show, and um, we'll have to. Put Put it up so everyone knows. Oh, I don't know if we'll put you up till next week, though. Well, maybe we can put it up early. Maybe I'll wait. No rules. <laughs> and if you go again, of course. There you go. It won't be the last. Yes. Um, it's actually been great because uh, before we found you, it was sort of like I had no one. It was like Jenna left us and we were like freaking out. We're like, we have to know people that are exciting. And then I met you and you were thinking you were boring. I was like, she was <laughs> awesome. Like, definitely doing so much. Um Speaking of so much, uh, what did you think of uh, trying to write stand-up? Um, you know, uh, about a year ago, I had started to kind of write some things and just ideas. I just, like, wrote yeah. concepts down. And I stared at them and looked at them and tucked them away and thought about them and didn't think about them. And um, honestly, seeing Jenna do stand-up mm -hmm. inspired me to go back to what I had written and, oh. and kind of search through it and decide what was good and kind of add some new things. And I finally just sat down and said, screw it, like, let's do this. And I wrote out five minutes, and 
there we go. Yeah, she she didn't tell me any of your jokes, but she was like, I think she's going to be fine. <laughs> she's funny. I, I called her to read it to her. I was like, I need someone who knows what's going on. Yeah, I think <laughs> half of it, honestly, is persona. Like, if you have, like, a good personality on stage, most people will just, like, go along with it just to... Yeah, but I mean, if I got up there on. and was like, bananas, am I right? Yeah, that could be really awkward, <laughs> right? Even though people would laugh, they'd be like, oh, God. It has to get better, right? <laughs> no, not. this is it. You're in for a ride. Yeah, that's, yeah I think the also being a little self-deprecating and can always good too yeah so yeah. that's awesome um so yeah what about vegas you've been here how many years now uh five years now five? Al- almost in october yeah. it'll be five. Oh my gosh yeah i'm going into my fifth year too nice. so it's been do you think this is where you'll stay or what are you thinking for the foreseeable future yeah i mean i'd like to be other places at some point in my life for sure but for now it makes sense yeah no i, I agree but what made you want to go here instead of like new york or like chicago Sometimes I think I should have gone to New York for a little while. <laughs> well, yeah, you're <laughs> saying sure. you loved it. Yeah. Uh, I do. I love New York. But um, my husband and I, uh, when we were dating, came out here my senior year of college and um, considered moving out together. Um, a lot of history in between, cut to us getting married. Uh, we both decided that uh, as entertainers, it would be a cool city to live in. Uh, it's inexpensive. We were living in one of like, the top five most expensive counties in the U.S., and um, my father-in-law actually wanted a vacation property out here. So Ooh. we said, oh, hey, um, so we can just be the caretakers. Nice. And he was like, yeah, all right. So uh, here Dude, we are. That really worked out. Yeah. What does your husband do? Is he in the entertainment business? Uh, not anymore. Uh, he was a percussionist. That's actually how we met. He was a uh, the drummer and percussionist for cool. the George Mason Dance Department. And I got to dance to his music every day. Sappy. Oh, that is cute. <laughs> that is. Yeah, but he works for a mobile gaming company now. Oh, so he's pretty happy out here. Super or happy. Could he be remote, or does it need to be in Vegas? Uh, right now, what he's doing uh, as a, as a trainer, he needs to be here. Um, but he's very happy with it and loves his job. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that makes it good. Ah, and what does he think about all your different jobs? Like, does he have any? Like, has he ever like, no, you can't do that, or like, I wish you wouldn't. I don't think he's ever put a limit on the things that I do. Yeah. In fact, like, he would come to wrestling, like, occasionally oh, yeah. and watch guys just, like, throw themselves like, at me. And he's like, way. yeah, that's mine. <laughs> and his favorite thing in the world is when a guy, like, makes a comment about me and, to him, not knowing oh, that he's my husband. He's like, mm-hmm. And he'll say, oh, yeah, that's my wife. And be like, right, man. And he's like, <laughs> no, legit, that's my girl. <laughs> no lies. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he's very supportive. That's good. Super, that's yeah. Super yeah. Good. Sometimes I think that he does want me to, like, settle down a little bit and, like, have a steady job, but uh, I just don't have that in me. No, yeah, maybe. I, feel, I honestly feel like more and more, like, our generation doesn't have, like, one set career that we work our way up. Yeah. We kind of just do whatever feels right. Absolutely. We feel entitled to all positions at all times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So what else is on the horizon? So you've got improv. What was this hosting thing you did? Oh, I um, I attended a hosting class uh, in L.A. Uh, at Become a Host with Marky mm-hmm. Costello. She's the granddaughter of Lou Costello, oh. which is really cool. I actually took a class with her when I was eight years old in Baltimore. What? <laughs> so it's been 20 years. And I'm, you know, training with her again. Um, I have a dream to host my own dance uh, travel TV show. Yeah, you told me about this. Tell us, tell us about it. Well, I don't want to get into too yeah. many details. I would like to save my idea. No, good idea, good idea. Uh, it's not that I don't trust you guys. No, don't trust us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I really have this idea for a TV show for the Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. And I have a ton of dance 
experience, obviously, but no hosting experience. Mm. Minimal. I hosted like a little TV show when I was 10. But um, so I wanted to kind of gain those skills, gain that knowledge and um, be a decent host. Yeah. Is there anything like a tip that you... What, what, what's, like, the secret to hosting? That's, like, one of the main rules. Um, well, you should definitely engage and educate uh, your audience. Ah. Uh, and you really need to know who your audience is. Have okay. one person in mind that you're speaking to. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I've actually been obsessed with the show Mad Men, <laughs> which actually shout out to my cousin Jason because we talk about it all the time, even though it's been over for, like, two or three years now how many years I don't know um but uh that's also the premise of advertising it's always like to think of like the person that you're really selling this to and like make it for them so I I feel like that's actually changing the way I live my life a little bit yeah it's really kind of enlightening to think about that one person like even with social media like who is it that you're sending this out to right yeah actually I saw something it was like on Instagram and it was like do you ever see something that's so like true that you're basically sending a letter to someone and I'm like ooh, yeah that's always like a good one to like tag someone in but then it's dangerous because I guess nowadays I feel like nothing goes away like your social media yeah I uh, I kind of ran into that um I had done a photo shoot a few years ago that I regretted a little bit and it showed up like some of the photos showed up on social media and I got tagged in them and I had students who were like "Ooh, I like your pictures you know Mrs. Moss and I was like oh what are you talking about and it was like an account that I didn't use anymore that was just kind of like floating in you know cyberspace so I had to contact the photographer and was like please for the love of God take this down yeah my family's been worried about that for me because like we we did our web series it's a dry heat and I mean it's not bad did you did you end up getting to see it I don't know I did yeah I saw every single one of them it's great so I definitely don't think it's a, a scandalous show or anything but there's definitely a little bit of cursing, a little bit of, you know, sex stuff. And uh, if you haven't watched it, please go to our website and watch them. But my parents were worried. Yeah, my mom was like, what if you get fired over this? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not that worried about that. But, like, maybe that is, like, generational or maybe it's a West Coast thing. Because I feel like, you know, our teachers have tattoos and they, you know, just seem easier going maybe than the East Coast lifestyle might be. But it also could be my, my own family comparing to mine. I don't know. It's been interesting. Like, social media can be dangerous. There's actually one of my cousins who may be listening to this, Amy. Uh, she actually works where she does background sort of, like, um, investigations for headhunters. So I she can't do it for me, but I'm like, what does people see, like, when they, like, find all your dirty secrets? I Google myself often. Do you? Yeah, it's, it's so narcissistic, <laughs> but I do. I Google myself You're often. You're helping, like, raise your name to the top if you Google yourself enough. <laughs> not that often. I'm not that, like, if I'm <laughs> like actually angry. helping myself, then that's bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I try to try to see what's out there about me or what's, you know, you Google images, like, what's Scary. out there, you know? So, thankfully, right now, I think I'm in the clear. Yeah. No, I was able to find you on Facebook. It wasn't anything yeah. incriminating. No, well. Not that I would care. I'd probably be like, she has to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's been interesting because, like, now the hunt for the podcast are people we don't necessarily know, um, which, I mean, we know it now and I know you, but yeah. now I'm inviting people over to my apartment. I'm like, hmm, this could be dangerous. <laughs> or just, uh, you know, it just could be awkward for other people. I'm like, well, where else can I meet them? I guess I can meet them at their house. It's like, sure. that might also be weird. You've learned a lot about them that way. Yeah, like people are so interesting. And I think the most fun things we've done are uh, pre-interviews. We've done more of those than ever before, probably because I'm getting to know the person before I interview them. Yeah. But we had a a couple pre-interviews where I feel like we get so much good stuff that it's like, 
how do you even interview them now? It's like real life. <laughs> how do you life. recreate this? Yeah. We just interviewed uh, Jenna's dad, which will come out. You guys will hear that probably before you hear this. Um, maybe just by a week or a couple days. But uh, he didn't believe that we could keep it going. He was, I mean, he was, sorry, Mark, I'm sure you're listening and you're like, what? No, uh, he was just like, I don't know if you guys will have any more questions. And we're like, you just talk to people. Yeah. Just, you know, tell them stories. Um, but my favorite stories are always uh, your Vegas stories. So have you had any crazy Vegas nights? Ah, crazy Vegas nights. Well, I don't know about Vegas nights in the traditional sense, mm. the way that people think of Vegas nights. Mm-hmm. I'm not a partier. Well, I like to party. I don't like to go to clubs. Right. Uh, I don't like putting on a sexy dress and suffering in heels unless I'm oh, getting paid. Awful. Yeah, amen. <laughs> That's a really good way to think of it. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of makeup unless it's for, for work. So the whole going out and spending money experience is like meh for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but working as a busker or a street mm. performer, uh, I feel like is... <laughs> There were some uniquely Vegas experiences there. Mm. <laughs> um, so those are my those are my crazy Vegas stories. Um, like I, I we had a little run in with the law. I was working. Well, okay. Well, let me back up. When I first, <laughs> Great start. To start. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started uh, busking, I was hired through a company that I found off of Craigslist, and we were doing uh, showgirls. And we were showgirls on the strip. Uh, which ended up being incredibly uh, depressing experience. And the uh, owner of the company uh, blatantly told me to my face that she doesn't like to hire black girls because <gasps> they are sketchy. Wow. I was like, and scene. <laughs> We're done. Wow. <laughs> so then uh, just a girlfriend and I um, dressed up as good and bad angels, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm rocking the red pleather corset and, like, crazy stilettos and... We did all right. Yeah. And then I met a girl who could hustle, um, and we dressed as sexy cops. Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah, which was incredibly lucrative uh, and a lot of fun, but it is amazing the crazy things people will say to you nice. or, like, ask you to do. I mean, I've had men offer me $500 to leave leave what I'm doing and go to their room with them. Wow. Um, I've had men say, when you get off work, like, let me buy you drinks, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, I got headhunted by some, like, rappers, promo guys to, like, come dance for them after I worked. That sounds suspicious. I know. Just super sketchy stuff. Um, but we ended up having a little run-in with the law because my partner was super mouthy Mm -hmm. and was yelling at tourists and telling them to give her, you know, a specific denomination of money, which you're not allowed to do. You have to ask, you know, donations or tips, but no specific denomination. Um... And so we're standing there talking to the police and tourists are coming by. Like, it's a funny sight, like two sexy half-dressed cops with the actual cops, yeah. you know? And, oh, no. and tourists would come by and like, excuse me, can we take a picture with you guys like, and the cops? You guys you know? look so real, yeah. No, now is not a good oh, time. Like, no. <laughs> you were making this worse for me. <laughs> yeah. Except your friend's probably like, yes. Yeah, I'm sure she wanted to. Yeah, we no longer talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, that seems like the end of a friendship a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was, we won't go into that. She's a difficult human being. <laughs> I feel like you find that a lot in artists. Like, I mean, they're not meant to necessarily go by the grain. They're they're going to be different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't an artist. She had a very different background than I did, okay. but she, she was a, a hustler, and there are reasons that she knows how to do that. We'll just yeah. say that. No. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, I feel like in this town you kind of learn those like somewhat skills of like 
I, I don't know. I, I feel like more and more I'm getting a little harder. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up in the South, so it's like I have this, like, sort of, like, charm, be always nice. And lately I've just, like, had no desire to just be friendly. Um, not that I want to be mean or anything, but it's just, like, I'm minding my own business. And I keep having incidents with people who are not from Vegas who are, like, basically want to call me, like, a bitch or something. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm just, honestly, there's, I don't dislike you. I just... I don't have time for you. Like, I just, it's so weird to run into this situation where I'm like, maybe I should smile more. Because I'm just like, what is happening? Like, it happened on an airplane just Sunday. Oh. I was, um, I guess this, I'm, I'm going to share this with everyone now. But it was, uh, basically, I was sitting, and I was on the aisle. And the, there was a woman in front of me whose son was stuck by my window. So she jumped up right away. We're, by the way, we're in row 22 on a Spirit Airlines flight. So, like, nobody's leaving immediately. Like, this is a slow start from the minute we kind of walk and uh, finally landed. So she jumps up really quick as if she's going to, like, get out faster than the other, like, six people behind her. And I, like, waited because, like, we still had, like, five or ten, maybe even ten minutes. And uh, she yelled at me. She was like, get up! Like, as if I was keeping her from whatever Vegas vacation was waiting. And I was like, what? And so, like, I, like, you know, give her, like, a snarky glare. Very not, I'm not going to, com- like, get confrontational, but I'm going to look at you like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And so I give her, like, you know, the bitch face, and then I stand up and let her sun out. Um, and then we stood there for ten minutes, as we all assumed we would, awkwardly together, because I'm like, oh, where am I supposed to go now? Because he's, like, standing in the way. Anyways, but, like, in the end, she was, like, so passive-aggressive and, like, angry. She was like, I just wanted to punch that girl. And I'm like, I'm right I'm right here. Oh, my God. But I was like, man, maybe I should just start being friendlier. Like, if I was just like, where are you guys from? Or like, how are you headed? Like, I think there's a limit to nice. You know, I mean, yeah. like, I'm a super nice person. And my husband gets mad at me because I talk to everyone. That's He's nice. like, stop talking to people. I'm like, hi, how are you today? But um, there's a limit to nice. Yeah. If someone does that to me, I'm probably not going to say anything like you, but yeah. I will give you a death stare. Right. I feel like I'm entitled to my passive-aggressive stares. But, oh, like, yeah. don't threaten to hit me. I was like... What? But, I mean, I also have to realize, you know, it's expensive when you want to get to Vegas and spend your money more. So it's like you got to get off the plane to do it. Yeah, she wants to just lose it faster. Yeah. Like, I feel like you should have reported it to TSA and be like, hey, this woman threatened She's to hit threatening me. threatening me. <laughs> yeah, like the danger. But literally, on, like, this past week, M- Mr. Cordes, God bless him, he's listening right now, told me just keep your head down when people want to be crazy and start things. There's no point. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, more and more. I, I also had an incident at a dog park where a woman was yelling about my dog, and I was like, well, not my dog, but my girlfriend's dog, and yeah. I was like, what is happening? I just, How I feel like, about a dog? I guess she was worried that my dog was, or, yeah, my dog was going to bite her dog, and my dog is not, but, I mean, you can ask nicely, but she was like, if your dog bites my dog, I'm going to fucking kick the shit out of him, and I was like, what? Crazy person escalation level. How does a... She, she had a dog? She has her own dog. So how does a dog owner ever think to themselves, I'm going to, like, inflict harm on I another dog? No That's so terrible. I have no idea. So I'm not trying to... Everyone out there trying to say that Vegas is mean, but maybe, like, there's a sort of a... I'm not giving off a good vibe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> maybe I need to be either friendly or somehow, like, let the world know that I'm not... You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> maybe I'm bringing this... Some sort of karma. I need to, like cleanse it i don't know but uh what else we've kind of digressed we've talked about vegas <laughs> nights what yeah. do you like about vegas so you've been here for almost five years yeah um i well i obviously mentioned that i do a lot of things here and i, and I really like that 
this is the kind of city that allows me to do that. Mm. I like that, you know, any day of the week you can find some weird gig to get into, you know, make some money right when you need it, Mm. uh, which is kind of cool. And have really unique experiences while making that money. Um, But I also really like that uh, there's a lot to explore. I mean, we're really close to Arizona. Lots of, like, beautiful nature there. We have beautiful nature here. We have Red Rock and... Mount Charleston is amazing. If you want to cool so off, nice. it's always like 20 degrees cooler. Oh, the best. Um, we're four and a half hours from California. I drive to LA all the time. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'd like to drive up to Utah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot to, to check out. The shows are cool for the most part. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see. God, I mean, just, just unique opportunity. Yeah. I think is what I like most. Do you have, like, a favorite restaurant that you go to? A favorite restaurant? Something mm. you frequent. I know I met you at the beach, the coffee shop. Yeah. And we went through, like, three or four places. I was like, we could go to Samba Latte. We could go to the beach. We can go to all these places. So, like, you kind of, you know your way around. But, yeah, um, I do. Well, I know my way around the, the, the west side pretty well. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, this is totally new territory for me yeah, down here. Yeah, welcome to Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> the other favorite restaurants that I frequent um we have a place uh like walking distance from our house called Naka Sushi Ooh, that sounds good yeah and Mr. Naka he's there like every single day and he knows us we walk in and he sees my husband and he waves at him and just sends him Saba just like sends him fish because he knows that's what he's gonna order that's so cool yeah so we like it there that's what you need is like a place where everybody kind of knows you yeah the owner like the the actual guy Mr. Naka yeah and they actually closed recently for like 10 days because Mr. Naka went on vacation well he is the reason we have Naka Sushi I guess he doesn't trust anybody else no he's like I'm not doing that taking a vacation yeah that's cool. Actually, I feel like um, my favorite sushi place, I'm ready to try a new one only because it's a little far, but it's called Spicy Tuna, and it ha- obviously specializes in tuna, but it is so good, but it's like 30 minutes from here. Mm. I'm like, ugh. Worth it for good sushi, though. Can be, totally. But I guess that would be the same for me, probably driving the west side to Naka, so yeah. yeah. Maybe worth it. Change it up <laughs> a little bit. Um, what else? Uh, is there anything you would change about Vegas? Things that you, well, I mean, we talked a little bit about missing museums and culture. Right, the cultural aspect yeah. of it, for sure. I mean, it has its own culture. It does. For sure. Yes. Uh, which can be, you know, a bit much sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, having more, like, museums and art here would be nice. Um, what else would I change about Vegas? Uh... I think the entertainment industry needs to welcome diversity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. I feel like they are sort of playing, like, with kind of the old, like, nostalgic sort of way of life. Like, they're not necessarily... Maybe it's because they know tourists aren't... Well, no, I think tourists are ready for something new. Oh, absolutely. So maybe they're afraid of that. Yeah, like, for some reason. Maybe. I mean, you look at you look at ads and you look at commercials and things like that, you see an array of faces and right. people and differences, and, and I think that's what... Um, the future is for us. It's like accepting yeah. all of those things. And, you know, we, for some reason, with all of our, you know, old white business mm-hmm. owners. Uh, I think they want to see just like one type of yeah. thing. They like their Barbie dolls, which is, I mean, yeah. I love you girls. You're beautiful. I wish I looked like you. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that, you know, that's not realistic to the most people that are going to go see those shows. Yeah, there's lots of other types of beauty in the yeah, world. Yeah, and a lot of other type of art, too. I feel like sort of these shows start to blur. Like, I've seen a lot of Cirque shows that are all, I mean, I guess that's sort of their thing is like to be sort of similar. Um, but I guess there's a lot of diversity in surf. Oh they, yeah, they are they are the exception to the people. rule for sure. Yeah. They are they are wonderful with diversity, That's and great. I actually 
you worked with them, right? A little bit. I did, yeah. I did a one night for one drop performance with them in D.C. And one of the best experiences of my life. I got the call that I made the audition and I just spent the night crying because I was so happy. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, is there any, like, audition experience that was either, like, amazing or just, like, terrible? (laughs) Amazing or terrible. Or both. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I've been on so many. Um, I don't know how to answer that. All of them are just what they are. I mean, they all kind of blur yeah, together. Yeah, probably <laughs> are just like, it's like all adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. You're just like running on this excitement and hope and you get it or you don't and you just kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Like you, you get used to rejection and you just, and that's just part of the deal. Yeah. How do you do that? I feel like I'm not good with rejection. Jenna's really good with it. Yeah. Like, she's like, well, it must be something wrong with you. Like, <laughs> That's great. That I think that maybe should be a mantra for all actors. It's like, well, it's your problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, you know, some self-awareness is good. But, maybe, maybe. But I do like that confidence. That's important. Yeah. It's like a narcissism that's like, well, obviously it's not my problem. <laughs> but yeah. Is there anything you have to say to yourself or like anything you do when you get rejected? Um, so, I mean, there are some that you really, really want, and it's just hard to find out mm-hmm. that you didn't, and it's crushing, and that's just what the way it's going to be. But I've been doing performing in some way or another since I was three. Yeah. So, I mean, you just get it burnt into your head that not everyone's going to like you. Um, I forget who had the quote. Something like, you may be the juiciest peach, but not everybody's into peaches. Oh, I Or like something that. like that, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's just, you know, maybe not your type. Yeah, yeah just not your didn't thing. Didn't work. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think that's one thing Jenna will obviously share probably in the future podcast is just, like, as she starts doing all of the real-life auditions and putting herself out there. But, I mean, if you're not doing it, then how are you? You know, it's like all the, you'll miss all the shots you never take situation. Exactly. So. Yeah. I know there's definitely been things that I haven't gone to that I thought I'm not right for it or mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready. And then I see some of the people who do get cast. I'm like, oh, man, I, I probably should have gone. Like, I, I could have yeah, done could've, this. You could have been, yeah. Uh, so I think worse than rejection is regret. Yeah. Anything else on the horizon? Are you doing any plays or anything? Uh, yeah, I'm actually in rehearsals right now for uh, In the Blood. Ooh, that sounds great. Yeah. What is that about? Uh, it, it's going to be a staged reading, not a full production okay. of... Uh, it'll be lightly staged. Um, it's sort of a inner-city African-American retelling of The Scarlet Letter. I feel like I have maybe seen this, actually. That sounds amazing. For me, it was kind of a cool experience. Um, I... I'm biracial, um, but I feel less connected to the African-American side of me. I feel like just I've had less acceptance with that community, I suppose. Um, So coming into an all African-American cast and having to be representative of like the African-American experience um, was intimidating. And I wanted to make sure that I did it justice. Like I didn't want to come across mocking or um, stereotypical in any way. Like, I really wanted to understand. Um, So it's been um, challenging, but good. Nice. Do you think that it's sort of you're creating a community now here in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That, I feel phenomenal. like, yeah, it sounds like that would be a great way to, like, make connections. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I know that um, a lot of my friends who have gotten to be more involved with their communities, like, it makes a difference. Like, for me, it's been the lesbian community, and, like, yeah. it's not until you really 
have people who kind of just get it like you know just like they get what you're going through or whatever it is even if it's just like you can go play volleyball or you can go you know do a show yeah I feel like that makes a difference like you kind of have to find your right where you belong and then being biracial I mean you kind of have to find both right yeah yeah I mean I get the best of both worlds yeah. but also the worst of both worlds right. you know what I mean so it yeah there's this weird in between um you know I've obviously experienced some racism in my life you know um so I don't know, I wrote this letter on Facebook uh, a few months ago because there was just so much hate being spewed mm. about race, and I just couldn't take it anymore. I said, I don't yeah. understand how race is a problem. You mm. know what I mean? I said, I've had white people who are incredibly rude and terrible to me, and I've had black people who are incredibly rude and terrible to me. I mean, in high school, it was like, oh, you're little black, our little white wannabe bitch. You know what oh, I mean? Like. Wow. <laughs> They hated me, but because I hung out with all white kids, but the only reason I hung out with all white kids is because I hung out with theater kids, and they just mm. happened to be white. Like, yeah. I don't look at the color, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I see it, and it's beautiful how different we are, right. but it doesn't define you. Yeah. Um, so I, I wrote about that, and then I said, you know, as a biracial person, I don't know where I'm supposed to fit, you know, with this whole Black Lives Matter issue. Right. yeah. I mean, I'm half of the other side so does my life matter you know what I mean like oh it definitely does well no I mean I I know that it does you know but for that community um you know where's the cutoff you know and that's a tough one yeah and and I think to myself like I look at my family and I go we're the bridge you know what I mean we are the perfect example of the fact that black and white can come together in love and create something really cool you know like a loving you know family yeah yeah, so I just don't understand why why other people don't get that yeah did your parents have any issues when they got married or when they got together? Um, I, I know that it was difficult for my mom's family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my parents are Mary and Joseph. Oh, hey. Oh, great yeah. names. <laughs> Super religious. So um, that was kind of fate and destined for them. They but, are, um, yeah. I think my mom had mentioned that her, her mom, my grandmother, had said, you know, I, I love him. He's wonderful. I just wish I could paint him. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you know, they had to school her on, on not saying the word boy. You know, oh, that that's, that's kind I of a derogatory ter- term. Oh, and so your father's a black man? He is. Oh, yeah, okay. my father's a black man. But oh. now I'm married to a white man. Oh, um, yeah. That's, yeah, you kind of have continued the, yeah. Yeah, the mixing. His One of his sisters is married to a black man, and his other yeah. sister is married to a Puerto Rican. And yeah. um, let's just keep it going, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, most of the world, that's what it's supposed to be, is like we're not going to be like one color anymore. We we never really have been, I guess. I mean, there is obvious race tension. You can't ignore it in sure. our country, but... I feel like a lot of it's media, though. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think so, too. I mean, I think it's an issue that nobody really knows what to do with, so it's like, maybe it's like, you kind of have to go to your own sides, weirdly, <laughs> and then, like, you know, sort of figure out how to, like, fix your own. Like, I feel like white people have to figure out how to fix themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone needs to look inside a little yeah, bit more. It's more self-aware than anything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's exciting, though. I'm gl- I, when are you guys going to do the reading? Or you don't know where, but... Uh, yeah, uh, September 30th. That'd be great. You have to let us know. Because I do think they actually did... I feel like, depending on how long it's been around the play, I think I saw it in college, I want to say. Maybe. It's Susan Laurie Park. Susan Laurie Park. Okay, Parks. I have to look that up. Because that's actually... Parks. Now that you say this, it's like a kind of a modern scarlet letter. I was like, I actually think I've seen that. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. I yeah. definitely have left rehearsals like really emotional I feel like that's what theater should be sort of like a like a look at one part of life and then it's like yeah 
It makes you feel something. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I miss that. I, I, I think I need to also get back in the game. Well, let's take a road trip. We'll go yeah, some shows. let's do it. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's so many good shows right now. And the Smith Center does get a lot of them, but yeah. I feel like lately it's been, like, there was, like, The Sound of Music and, like, a lot of, like, old classics where I'm like, okay, I want to see something, like, experimental and new and yeah. crazy. Makes me, like, think. <laughs> Even though I guess, like, The Sound of Music is a very... <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, for the time, had a lot of really heavy issues. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. It's lighthearted to us now compared to everything else. Yeah, right, yeah. So what else? You had some trips on the horizon or anything exciting? You're going L.A. when you feel like it? L.A. Go when visit I feel Jenna. Like it. She'll be there in about two weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Jenna, can I crash on your couch when I'm in L.A.? She's probably <laughs> going to say hell yeah because she's going to be... I don't know what her plan is. we got to get her interviewed too because uh, that's one thing. I feel like everyone wants to know, like, what's next for Jenna? Yeah, She's the one who got us all started on this podcast. I mean, you wouldn't be sitting... Well, maybe I could have found you somehow. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of... Um, I go to, like, open mics or something, and I'll see, like, a musician or something, and I'm like, hey, do you want me on a podcast? <laughs> or a poet. We actually have a poet coming on Saturday. So oh, nice. It's been good just to, like, meet new people in Vegas and think, oh, they're they're a voice. Like, they're, they have their own individual interests and voices. Because I, I do think Vegas sort of gets put into, like, one type of person. Right. Yeah, that would show up. Maybe it's, like, all men who want, like, get away from their wives. <laughs> Some version of that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, we're not all, like, sex addicts and drug addicts no. and uh, gamblers. Yeah, exactly. I actually um, was just talking to my uncle about that, and I hadn't told him I was gay, so I came out to him over the phone, and uh, he might be listening. Hey, Uncle Kev. Um, but he was really supportive, um, and the one thing he said is, like, you know, I'd only be worried if this announcement ended with, like, you on drugs or, like, gambling all your money away, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be a lot more serious, you know, this is sort of tame in consideration and everything. Um, so let me think, there's, I think we've covered almost all of our questions, um, what about, this is always a, kind of a, I stump people with this, Yeah. Um, but what is, like, your philosophy on life? My philosophy on life. Mm. I think right now my philosophy on life is to find yourself. Um, I am doing a lot of self-discovery right now. And um, as I said way earlier, I was going through kind of a depression. I was really down. I wasn't auditioning. I was just gaining weight and sad because I just felt lost. And I think a lot of people feel that way. They feel like they don't really know where they're going. Their wheels are spinning. They're not getting anywhere. Um, and in this process, I kind of realized like there's so many filters in my head and I think everybody has those, you know, you make decisions that you think are coming from yourself, but if you really dig deep, you're like, Oh wait, that's cause my mom told me this, you know, years yeah. ago or your significant other or your coworkers. And you start to become this conglomerate of other people's ideas. And um, there's something to be said for really digging deep and evaluating what your true voice and thoughts are. And it's just really freeing to hear myself kind of for the first time. That's cool. Yeah. I think everybody needs to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out who I am, too. So that's actually very true. I think once you know yourself, obviously, you don't really have any fears when you get into a conversation about something, anything, because you know who you are. Right. Yeah, Yeah, and you don't have to, like think about what to say because you're like this is my normal response like I don't have to appease anyone I'm not trying to prove anything no that's very healthy I like that (laughs) all right well also anything else oh and maybe anywhere we can find you if people wanted to 
Oh, uh, yeah, my so social media is flawed. I am not current with uh, this new fad, or I guess it's not fad. Like, yeah, I guess it's here to stay. To say. Maybe not, though. Who knows? It could be a fad. Yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Um, but I think on Twitter, I think on Twitter, I am uh, at Amber L. Moss. Nice. And on Instagram, I'm at Frolic the World. Frolic the World. I like it. Well, that hopefully you do get to do that travel show then. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be the title. Frolic the World. Frolicking around. <laughs> yes. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amber. This has been a great new friendship because now I'm going to like stalk you and see all your shows. And you're basically now my connection to like all the cultural things I miss. Oh. Plays and dancing and improv and all of it. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. And uh, I just feel like I bore my soul to the world so a little bit this is very cathartic it's also kind of exhausting i i know everyone out there listening i hope you find it to be good because we haven't heard much from you guys except for when i run into people like my cousin jason and he's like oh yeah i've been listening to every episode and i'm like jason (laughs) um but yeah so it's always great to hear about the visitors and the listeners and we'd love to hear from you guys or if you know anybody who wants to be on it because we are now in season two Um, So, yeah, check us out, keep listening, and let us know how you feel. All right, bye, guys.